Welcome to Spark, our weekly inspirational podcast full of actionable ideas for strategically preparing your business and yourself for anything that may come your way. I'm your host, Stephanie Redcross West, and now let's jump into our next episode. Welcome to today's session. I love having this time with you every week to kind of talk about things that we can do to change our businesses, ways that we can dream bigger, and also how we can make greater impact. And that's why I'm really excited about today's topic because I want to dive into the idea of making changes that increase their ability to help more people, increase the ability for you to achieve your big why in your business. The idea that if you said no a little bit more, would that create not only greater impact in what you do and your gift to the world through your business, but also does it provide an opportunity to the things that I've said I want to do and to get closer and closer to making the impact that I know I can make. And therefore, I'm hoping today's maybe a little bit more of a aha moment for you when you think about your business, when you think about what you're doing and how you're running your schedule and how you're running things. All right. Now, when I talk about this impact, when I talk about the idea of saying no, for a lot of people, we go to the idea of what am I going to say no to? And before we get to the, I'm going to talk about that in detail. I want to talk about the idea of impact first. Now, the reason being is I want you to know what you're going towards, not just what we're going to either reduce, let go of, or stop doing. I want you to have that inspirational point because to me, I think it's so great when we're working towards something that we want to achieve in our business and our lives. And therefore, one thing I want you to think about or one thing I want you to consider is having what I call an impact goal, or maybe it's an impact metric. Now, the reason I bring this up is I always talk about you know goals and creating plans for your business. And often when I do that, I tell people about how you should have financial goals for your business, how you should have, you know, personal professional goals for your business, how many of you may have kind of plans that you put in place this year, or maybe even a longer plan because you got a three to five year plan around what you think you can achieve with your business. And one thing I want you to think about as you move forward, and also as we get to this midpoint of the year that's going to be coming up, you know, around the June timeframe, is thinking about your goals when it comes to impact. The idea that maybe when you do your planning, moving forward. Maybe when you continue to look at what your business can achieve, that not only do you look at financial, not only do you look at reach or what you can do for your customers and what you can do to grow as a leader, as a founder, as a CEO, but what you also do is consider having an impact score in your business or impact metric in your business. Now, for some of you, you might be like, Stephanie, I got a gazillion goals. I don't need another one. So when I talk about an impact goal, it doesn't have to be a completely separate goal. What it can be is looking at a current goal that you have right now and just kind of rephrasing it and re-looking at it in this way of how does it impact? 
And let me give you an example. If you are a coach, let's say for an example, for many of us who are coaches out there, you're working with people one-on-one. You're helping people transition either from maybe a um, a transition over to a plant-based lifestyle. Maybe you're trying to help people transition from an exercise standpoint. Maybe you're trying to help people transition as far as being a life coach and helping people really get a handle on the things that hold them back um, in their lives and hold them back from their dreams. Now, the idea is you probably have goals around what you want to achieve and how many people and how many programs you're going to offer this year. But what if you also had a goal specifically around that impact? What if you had a goal which was around how many people you were able to transition to that ideal state that you have as a coach? So if you're trying to help people meet their fitness goals, your impact score or impact metric or impact goal may be purely the number of people that you help make that transformation or make that leap. And that's how you take something you're already working on, but we look at it in a perspective so that it's not just numbers on the page. So it's not just business kind of metrics and ideas. It becomes very personal and specific. And therefore you can say, this year I want to help 50 people transition. This year I want to help 100 people transition. This year I want to work with 20 people and help them achieve this. Now this works for anyone out there, for anything that you offer in your business. So if you have a service, whether you're going to help people with websites, what your impact goal may be about helping people optimize their websites so that they can get X amount of traffic and you're going to help X amount of people. Now you may have more clients than that, but thinking of the impact that you could give to your clients, I think is a great way for you to not only understand your business a little bit differently, but when we start to think about how do we say no, where do we say no? It starts to really personalize it. It starts to make it very specific. It doesn't just become a general metric that we have in our business. It's often tied to people, to individuals, people that you want to touch, people that you want to help, people that you want to serve, people that you want to give options to, whether you're giving them a plant-based purse, shoes, clothing. The idea is you want to help people through whatever challenge they have. So what I want you to take away from today is the idea that maybe you need an impact goal. Maybe you need an impact metric because with that metric, it will make it easier for you to determine when and where you should be saying no. Okay. So first thing I want you to do is just write that down on a sheet of paper because I don't want you to forget it that, hey, I need to create an impact goal. Like I said, maybe you're going to do it for the second half of the year. You don't have to do it right this minute. It can go into your standard planning process, but the idea is that's going to be the key. All right. So now that we know that goal. Now, the next thing we need to do is we've been talking about goals. We've been talking about the things that you plan to do in your business. So the next thing we need to visit to make sure we get this balance, to make sure we can get to those impact numbers. And also so you can understand where to say no is we have to understand what you commit to on a monthly basis. Now, I break this down on a monthly basis is because I find that's the, you know, general standpoint for a project. Anytime we're working on something in our business, we're working on a new campaign, a new launch, normally these projects are going to be 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. And what I like to do is every month I sit down, look at my goals, 
whether it's an impact goal or my other business goals. And I say, what is my major commitment for this month? And I highly recommend for many of you, especially since we're a few months off from the beginning of the year, when maybe you set those goals for the year, is grab those goals. Grab a piece of paper that you wrote down, or really if it's on a whiteboard or anything, revisit that and say for this month, especially we're in a transition, we're about to go into the next month into April, what is your commitment for April? What is the major thing you're going to work on that not only transforms your business because it's a goal that you have, supports that impact goal that we talk about, and it helps you stay grounded. By knowing what that is, that's how you're going to be able to navigate the month. That's how you're going to be able to decide when to say no and when I'm over committing. All right. Now let me know if I'm making sense here. You can just nod your head, even though I can't see everybody. Um, if you want to jump into the comments and let me know, it's great to see that as well. But once you know what that commitment is, and for me, I normally only have like one. I only have normally like one thing for that month. Sometimes I have two things, but normally I have about one major thing I'm trying to accomplish. Um, sometimes I have two because they're a longer term project, meaning in March, we were launching our website. In April, we're going to be launching a new online course. I had to do some work in March to make the April launch work. But the idea is that's my major thing. So when I know what my major commitment is, what happens is it makes it easier to know when to say no. Because if I know what I'm committed to, and I also understand where my impact is in my business, when someone asks me to work on a new project, when someone calls me and says, hey, let's collaborate on A, B, and C, I can take a step back and say, wait a minute, how does it support my monthly commitment? Does it help me move faster? Does it help me do more? Does it help me get to my monthly commitment sooner? If it does, then I consider it. If it doesn't, then it's probably going to have to go into my no column. And what happens is instead of me emotionally evaluating every opportunity, I can do a little bit of an objective look at these items and new things that pop up and say, maybe the timing isn't right because I'm already committed. Now, when I say no to something, I know sometimes it feels like you're just going to be like, ah, I can't tell everyone no, or how can I say no to this opportunity? It's so big. It's so great. A lot of times the no that I'm talking about is that it's not the right time right now. It doesn't make sense for you to kind of throw everything into turmoil to say yes. Instead, the opportunity that comes up, you may have to say, you know what? I can't do it in April, but I can do it in May. And therefore, now you're starting to give yourself space to work on that project when you don't already have a commitment. So when it comes to May, you can sit down and say, all right, I committed to doing this. This is going to be my major project, or I'm going to shift around my schedule in May so that I can accommodate this new idea and this new project. And now what you're doing is being strategic about when you're saying no, when you're saying yes, and how you delay it. Now, I gave you an example on a big scale. You know, when someone asks you to do something that's like totally different than what you're working on or an opportunity pops up. But this can happen on a small scale when you need to say no, when you need to make sure you're giving yourself space and time. And let me give an example of that. 
Often I'm in LinkedIn. I love connecting, talking to people, really getting an opportunity to chit chat. And what happens often is people will send me a note and say, hey, let's catch up, Stephanie. Let's talk. And what I used to do is I used to try to find time in that week to make that happen. If someone sent me a note, I'd be like, oh, I could talk to you tomorrow. Or, oh, I might have time this afternoon. And what would happen is I already had, once again, my commitment for the week. I've set up my to-dos for the week. I'm already know what I'm going to work on for that day. And having that impromptu meeting, while it sounds fun and great to do, it does disrupt the flow of what I've already committed to. So one thing I tend to do now is that when people ask me to set up a meeting, instead of booking it that week, I book it the following week. It's a way to take the pressure off taking a schedule that's already built and set up for the week. And instead of trying to squeeze more meetings and more things into it, I give myself space and schedule them the following week. And I know it's painful because sometimes I want to talk to people right away. Sometimes I know it feels like it's a hot, hot, hot opportunity. So it's like, goodness, how could I delay that to next week? This person wants to meet with me. But the reality is we all have schedules. We all have things that we're committed to. So instead of making these things fight with each other, instead of making your priorities feel like there's not enough time to get them done, create practices like this where you don't schedule new meetings within that week. If someone wants you to write an article or wants to interview you, the idea is that you always give yourself maybe seven days before you book another interview. You always give yourself seven or 10 days to write articles or 14 days. And I say by putting this process in place, this is a way you can say no, but give yourself space so you can still accomplish the things that are important to you. Because what I worry about sometimes when I do these sessions and I talk about like the power of saying no and why it's so important to do it, often people feel like, how can I say no to opportunities? My business needs to grow. I'm trying to help clients. I'm trying to support people. So Stephanie, I can't say no. I need that exposure. I need those meetings. And what I want you to do is kind of make a slight mind shift, mindset shift. If not, can I get it to you next week? Can we meet next week? And really starting to give yourself, even if it's on that micro scale of giving yourself more time to get things done. Now, eventually I want you to get to the point where you delay something to the next month or later in the year or when you have time. But if you'd have to get started somewhere, just start this week. Start to ask people if you can get that time back. If a client asks you if you can do something at the end of a call and it's going to take you a little bit of time, tell them I'll get it to you before our next meeting next week. Or, hey, I need a few days to do it. I'll give you an update in a few days on how I'm doing and when I can get it to them. And that way, you're not only clearly communicating that you need time to do great and you need time to make the impact that you make, but you're also allowing yourself the space and allowing yourself to communicate so that you can create not only a greater impact, but not show up exhausted and tired. So I hope you guys feel a little bit more empowered to do it. I hope you're feeling like there's maybe a little bit of aha in some of today's session that you can take back into your week, your month, and really into how you approach new projects and ideas so that ultimately you can make a bigger impact. All right. 
Thank you everyone for joining us today. It's so great to have this opportunity. Let us know in the comments. Let me know with giving us a thumbs up or a like or a little bit of love if you liked this topic. And as always, we love seeing everyone every week. And I hope to see you next week at our next live session. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye.